2: It's time to play like
0: a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet,
1: what does that mean?
3: Here they come on third and five, Wilson,
1: Boy, well, somehow a He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass, Wilson stays in bounds, he's still going, and he's in, touchdown! Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Now the middle, he's got it, Elijah Moore, the 20. Swallowed and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall, looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen
4: from the playlikeajet.com digital studio this is play like a jet my name is Scott Mason you can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one and it's time to review day number eight of New York Jets training camp with our friend who hosts Blue blitz over at jetsxfactorcom mr. Joe blewett Joe what's up brother
3: nothing Scott I uh, I saw one of those reviews for your podcast recently so I'm going to try to talk nice and slow today <laughs> for all of your listeners we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes because uh I've been told one of my biggest weaknesses is it sounds like I'm uh, snorting, you know, crack all the times. So <laughs> let's uh, let's let's work on slowing the delivery down, even though it's not going to last.
4: <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that I sent a screen grab to you and our mutual friend Kyle Smith, and Kyle sent me like six <laughs> laugh emojis. We were all cracking up at that. So I don't know who posted that. It was pretty funny, Joe. I know you do have a tendency to talk fast. I don't know that I would think you talk that fast though. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not the cracks.
3: You know, snorting crack or or smoking crack or anything like that. But I I do get. Uh, I I, I my my words come out a little bit too fast. But uh. We all have our weaknesses right Scott so at least I can Acknowledge it you know that's that's the first That's the first step in overcoming it
4: (laughs) If that's your biggest weakness then I think you're Doing okay Joe but I'll (laughs) say this The Jets offensive line Has a weakness right now and that weakness Is Carl Lawson we saw This last year when Carl Lawson Was dominating in training camp we kept Hearing about how he was kicking Makai Becton's butt every day And then he got hurt in those joint Practices against the Green Bay Packers and we've Been talking about this the last couple of days as Lawson has come on more and more and more and more he had two what would have been sacks today was in Zach Wilson's face all day the offensive line just can't handle Carl Lawson now believe it or not for as much as some people might want to think this is a negative it's actually a positive for three reasons actually number one it gives Zach Wilson a nice trial run of how to deal with a dominant pass rusher in his face without making some sort of major mistake number two it sharpens the offensive line because if they can go up against Carl Lawson every day in practice, it makes them better for when they have to face the elite pass rushers in the league. And number three... It means Lawson is awesome, which they really need desperately at edge rusher. So as much as on the surface there are some negatives to this, if you really think about it, this is a good thing in a lot of ways. And that trend continued today. He wasn't the only one. The defensive line in general had a really good day, but he was the most dominant.
3: So, are you just the long form of saying iron sharpen iron, Scott? Is that what you is that what you pretty <laughs> much just said? So, yeah, no, it's 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 good. Like like you know, uh, like you said, like it it, it allows Darnold or not Darnold, oh, jeez, uh, Zach Wilson to to see that pressure um, because you're going to see it at points during the season. Now, hopefully, it's not like it was in his rookie year, like when we played the Panthers or anything like that. But um, yeah, you know, lack of a better term, iron sharpens iron. Uh, you're going against good players. And it's not like I'm worried about the offensive line. Like, oh, my God, you know, they got beat because, listen, they all have, you know, hours of game film out there where I'm not going to chalk up them losing a couple times to Carl Lawson in practice. Where, again, you know, a guy could be trying a different pass set. He could be trying a different punch. He could be trying a bunch of different stuff. Um, and even, like, today, you know, you I, I believe it was today where you hear, okay – you know, uh, the Jets are getting beat up a lot and and there's pressure in Zach Wilson's face. But then you also get reports that, oh, OK, well, they were working on a lot on a lot of, you know, third and longs um, or just long distance situations, which obviously the pass rush is going to be uh, let free in that instance. So it's all about context. So I'm not going to uh, be overly negative about the offensive line. I think I think they're fine. But like you said, it's, it's great to have loss and back and dominating because. He was one of the key cogs of the defense last year. And obviously, unfortunately, we lose him before the season as we are used to. But um, he's going to be relied on to be one of the better players in this team. So to see him dominating, you know, great, because we were all really disappointed when he obviously got hurt. He got hurt last year because we were expecting a lot.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending,
4: On the subject of the defensive line, as I said, they did a really good job today. For the second day in a row, Jermaine Johnson got a sack. That's a good sign because up until his first sack, we hadn't heard his name at all during training camp. He's coming along slowly. We know that one of the biggest knocks on him going into the draft is that A lot of times when he would get his sacks or his pressures, he would take much longer than some of the other pass rushers in the draft, which indicates that if he's going to get sacks, a lot of them are going to be what I like to call the Jordan Jenkins sacks, the coverage sacks, the effort sacks. He's not going to necessarily be that dominant rusher. So if he wants to be more in that category of a guy that can be a 10-11 sack guy regularly and be a more dominant rusher, he's going to have to speed up the process. Seems like he's starting to work. On that in training camp Jabari Zuniga Who was in the witness protection Program the last couple of years Has started to come on in training camp too And that's good Joe because I don't know that he's necessarily going to make the team Because they've got a huge log jam But if he plays well in training camp it's possible That Joe Douglas could flip him For a late round draft pick
3: Yeah listen if he could flip Blake Cashman For a six why can't he flip Jabari <laughs> Zuniga For a second you know at this point like the way He just absolutely his team, so yeah, it's a positive, and even if not, like it's good to have, you know, um, guys who are most likely going to be a practice squad guy, like you said, if not, if not traded, um, making plays because depth's important. And we know injuries come along, so if you can sub in for a game or two, you know, um, that's that's obviously positive. But you know, the, the, the chance he actually makes an impact on this team is very, very minimal. But in terms of uh, Jermaine Johnson, yeah, you, like you see the stats out there, and it was one of my major issues with Jermaine Johnson. Um, you know, going into the draft, uh, which, you know, again, I said he wasn't worth a top 10 pick and people automatically assume I hate him. Just because I say he's a top 10 pick doesn't mean he's not a first round player. So where they really got him great value. Um, But one of my knocks on him was that he needs a consistent pass rush plan. And he, he didn't always consistently have that at, at FSU. And then you, and Obviously, if you don't have a plan, you're not going to win as quickly as you should. Um, and then we see the stats out there. I believe it was like between 1.6 and 2.5 seconds. He's like one of the lowest on the list out of any edge rusher in this draft. And as you know, Scott, the ball goes, you know, gets out very, very quickly mm-hmm. at the level. So um, if you're winning, you know, after that, that uh, that like three and a half second mark, it's not really good. It's not overly translatable. So it's, it's nice to hear. Um, you know that that he's that he's winning in in general because I am slightly concerned about how much of an impact he is going to make as a pass rusher. Um, I think he will develop into it, but I think it's going to take maybe a little bit longer than some people realize. You know, 10, 11 sacks, but ever happen? Not too sure. Which, by the way, you forgot about the 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 OG of getting the uh the coverage sack and that was Calvin Pace. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll I'll let that pass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's it, it's good. I, I think you're looking at Jermaine Johnson more in year one as. You know he's going to be a situ. I don't think he's going to be a situational pass rusher. I think he'll get some 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 reps there. But uh, you're looking at guys like Vinny Curry, you know Jacob Martin, maybe even Bryce Huff, who may get reps over him early. Which people think I'm crazy, but it is what it is. That's that's that that's uh it's it's just at this point they might all be better pass rushers. Um, not to say that they won't you know that he won't improve in the future. But yeah, to to hear he's getting sacks. You know, are we going to complain that our that our rookie uh, first round pick is is playing well in training camp? You know, so it's uh it's obviously a good thing.
4: Zach Wilson, 9 for 13, did have what's a debatable interception because the whistle probably would have gotten blown after Carl Lawson would have sacked him before the ball would have even come out. But he did look for Jeff Smith downfield and have it picked off by Bryce Hall. But still, 9 of 13 with the defensive line in his face on almost every play throughout the drills is not bad. The highlight play for him was... Was a flick to Garrett Wilson. As he was running away from pressure, Wilson was able to take it for a big gain. Should also mention that it was another solid practice for Tyler Conklin, who flew under the radar when the Jets signed him because there was a lot more attention on CJ Ozama A, because he was a bigger name, and B, because he was signed first. But Wilson and Conklin seem to have developed quite a chemistry early on in camp. And I think Conklin is a player who's really ascending. He's young. His best football could be in front of him. And he's that classic case of a guy who is an excellent basketball player Ended up switching to football after he was initially on a basketball scholarship. So he has that basketball pedigree that a lot of the better tight ends have had. Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez, two recent examples. I'm a lot more excited about that tandem, Zach Wilson and Tyler Conklin, than I thought it would be
3: yeah uh conklin is very very easily my favorite signing of the entire offseason just just relative to value like yeah okay obviously if you want to you we're going to take lake and tomlinson over conklin um but relative to the to the dollar figure they they spent on on said player uh conklin is very very easily my number one i i don't know i legitimately do not know how he got paid less than than uzama he's a much better player in my opinion Now, I I think maybe part of it, Okay, you know, Uzama went to the he went to the Super Bowl and he and he's a locker room leader and and all that stuff. But um, Conklin's a baller. He's he's a really, really good pass protector for for a tight end. Uh, He's solid in the run game. Um, His route running is is very, very good. It's not just it's not just good. It's very, very good. So I don't think his breakout was a just a one time thing. Um, just breaking down his film and, and watching every single snap of him in 2021 um, is going to continue with the Jets. He's going to be a good player. Now obviously, how much is he going to produce? That's you know I, there's a lot of mouth that's being in the offense, so maybe it doesn't reflect um, that he's like a dominant player or a great player, but he is going to get he's going to be a good short to intermediate guy um he's good at contested catches he's good vertically he's a good blocker so um turning on his film like you said like it was kind of more of a name that that was overshadowed and you didn't really think about it but then when i started watching his his tape i was like damn this guy is really good so uh and we spoke about kyle smith earlier kyle uh, I, I i didn't post the review uh, the review yet of tyler conklin but he gets reviews early and he texts me he's like dude you love This guy, if he has a good year, I'm buying you his jersey because uh, the review was a two-hour gush uh, uh, festival uh, over how underrated Conklin is. So um, you're not going to see me overlooking that guy. A
4: few other notes from the practice. We spoke about Zach Wilson. Everybody's been raving about Joe Flacco and his arm strength. There's even been some talk about Joe Flacco still being starter quality. We heard that from Robert Sala But today, Joe Flacco came back down to earth a little bit. Two interceptions, one to Will Parks, one to Hamza Dean. Also, Michael Carter had a nice touchdown catch. And a long touchdown run by Zonovan Bam Knight to end practice today. Joe, have you taken a look at Bam Knight's film? Because I did watch a fair amount of him returning kicks And running the ball at NC State And I was impressed I like him a lot I know that they have one of the best kick returners in the game In Braxton Berrios But it's never bad to have more than one option Especially the way injuries work in the NFL And as far as running back goes They do have Tevin Coleman They certainly have Carter and Hall but Tevin Coleman is older. He's on a low-figure deal if they wanted to move on from him and move Knight into that third running back slot. They certainly could. He's got some potential. I don't know that he necessarily makes the roster, but he could potentially stick on the practice squad. Like I said, I did like his film. You have to take into consideration that a lot of his big runs were behind Ika McQuanu, so that has to factor in. But still, this is a guy that has impressed so far early on in camp, and he had another big play today.
3: Yeah, I want to – so, I, again, bring up Kyle. He he was I, he was deemed the task of watching some Bam Night uh, recently just because I didn't have necessarily the time. He, he came away not overly impressed. Um, but based on what other people say about him, I want to watch for myself because uh, Kyle's one of those guys he could be very – he could be a stickler. But you have to understand when you're watching a guy, okay, he's a UDFA. So is he good for a, a UDFA? And I want to watch for myself so I can get back to you on that. But um, in general, like if he's – you know, is he fighting for that fourth running back spot? Which is not like it's stacked. Like, if if anything from last year, I might have wanted Austin Walter over everybody on the Jets' roster right now, but I believe he's on Jacksonville or or the Raiders now, so he's not even an option. So, does he have a lot of competition at at fourth running back? Like, is does P Ryan get that spot? Is it Ty Johnson? Like, there's not much there, so I would. I'm always going to root for the young guy, uh, especially UDFA. I always have like a little special plate my uh, place in my heart for those guys. Um, so I'm rooting for him to take that fourth spot. It's going to be interesting though because. Like, do they, do they keep Dan Knight at, as a fourth guy or do they, you know, maybe carry three running backs and a, and a fullback? Like, is that spot going to be Baldwin's? like, is he not only competing against, you know, the running backs, but is he competing against Baldwin as well? Is he competing against like Trayvon Wesco? Like there's so many guys, um, kind of like in that group. I know Trayvon Wesco is not a, not a, not a fullback, but do they keep him as a fourth tight end or do they think that, you know, on Knight's worth it as a fourth running back? Like that whole, that, that little trio of like the fourth running back slash, uh, Fullback versus fourth tight end is is a is a battle to watch for me this this uh this offseason. But I am I am rooting for for Bam and I will go back and, and watch him because I don't trust Kyle now.
4: Yeah, I love Kyle Joe, but we both know he can be a bit of a Debbie Downer. That's his big downfall. Like you said, this is an undrafted free agent, not a guy they picked in the first round. Some notes in terms of injuries here, Joe. Let's talk about the fact that Jeremy Ruckert and Tevin Coleman were back debuted in team drills today. Didn't do a lot, but it's nice that they're finally out there. Ty Johnson and Vinny Curry both sitting out with injuries. Also, Makai Becton and George Fant both wearing knee braces. From what Robert Salas said after practice, it's not a big deal. They were feeling some soreness, so it's a precautionary measure. Not anything anybody should freak out about. Also, apparently, a brief skirmish happened at camp. Nobody seems to know exactly who it was that started this. It got broken up very quickly. Robert Salas said everybody knows that there's only one rule when it comes to training camp melees and that is no fisticuffs no actual punching so that's where we're at in terms of injuries and the first reported fight of training camp
3: yeah and that's expected too. like you're 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 like you're like going against the same guys for weeks and weeks and weeks like and even if it's your brother you know like you're gonna get pissed off so i don't really look at too much into the into the fights as long as it's obviously not something like uh who so was it? Was it was it Penning with the Saints? Who's like getting kicked out of practice and stuff now? Like as long as it's not that, as long as it's not like that, and like and I was never the the you know for uh, the jerk or the idiot. Let's just say I'm obviously use a curse word, but the the idiot to like punch another helmet, like playing football in high school. There's plenty of kids to get like fights and punch their own helmet or or punch another guy's helmet, I like break their hand like, and what, say, what is the point of that? So it would be really dumb to throw a punch regardless because you're wearing a you know a freaking helmet. So uh, I love that rule by Solid and like acknowledging the fact that, yeah, listen, guys are going to fight. He has no problem with that, which I, I think is cool. Um, obviously, you don't want it all the time and disrupting practice, but there's going to be a, you know a, a skirmish or two or three or four that are, are going to break out in the next couple days. You're going to see one against the Giants. You're going to see one. Um, against what the Falcons, too. like it's, it's it's expected to happen. Um, but in terms of the other guy, yeah, like Becton and, and Fant. I thought I I, thought I heard it was Becton, but I guess Fant, too, is wearing the knee brace, which, again, if you're experiencing some discomfort because you're coming back from an injury, they're not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not a doctor. That's why you have Steven, Scholar, or whatever his name is, come on here because guys like me can't talk about that stuff. So it doesn't seem to be a big issue. And then with guys like uh, what, uh, Coleman and Ruck come off the list, it's great because – I, I'm almost afraid to use these two words I'm going to use, Scott. And I don't have anything wood next to me. But if you have something wood next to you, I'd appreciate you knocking on it. But to see the Jets not injured and, and completely healthy right now is fantastic. I'm hoping it lasts for the rest of the offseason because we've been absolutely, you know, snake bitten the last couple of years. Um, but to just add another, you know, uh, I would say what well, our our third running back and our third tight end um getting them back it's it, it's exciting just because again, we're we're healthy which i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> jinx ourselves but uh let's let's hope that continues as as well
4: robert sella after practice spoke he said that bam knight is having a really nice camp which we talked about before had a really nice play to end practice said that denzel mims is quote fighting his tail off blocking in the run game said Mims is in great shape and is battling on special teams. Very pleased with what Mims has brought to the table so far in training camp. Mims then spoke and said he sees himself in the Jets wide receiver room as potentially at the top of the depth chart. He says he's put in the work to get there. It's up to the coaching staff whether they want him to be out there or not. Said that he's doing his best to make the decision very difficult for them to sit him so Denzel Mims certainly brimming with confidence a much different Denzel Mims than last year maybe this is part of why he was asked about the criticism of him on social media and he said quote I don't pay attention to that S so clearly Denzel Mims has learned it's best not to look at social media I know the other day Zach Wilson says that during the season he doesn't look at his social media at all he has a team that handles that for him I hope more of the players on the Jets go that route. It sounds like Denzel Mims is following suit. Braxton Berrios, who has the M&M hair, says that he wanted to try something different Initially, he was just going to do it going into camp But he likes it now and he's going to keep it He says everybody's been calling him Slim Shady So clearly, I'm not the only one that noticed the M&M thing with Braxton Berrios So Joe, thoughts on what Robert Sala said Thoughts on Denzel Mims and his apparent newfound confidence And thoughts on the real Slim Shady Braxton Berrios
3: yeah, let's start with Slim Shady. Um, it, listen, do I do I at the end of the day, do I really care about how a guy you know chooses to dye his hair or not dye his hair or <laughs> wear his earrings or not? You know, I, I really couldn't give two craps less, especially if they're going to be a good football player for the Jets. Is with that being said, is it very like high school junior senior uh thing to do to dye your hair? Yes, it, that's what my high school did. Like throughout the entire time I was there, was seniors would dye their hair hair blonde. So it. It brought me back to high school, so I don't think it's like cool. But I, you know, you do you. Like I, I literally, I well, I'm telling you, I literally could not care any less. I could not care any less about Braxton Barrios's <laughs> hair. So it is what it is. Um, after that, solid. It's like it's interesting because like the whole Mims thing. It's like, oh well, are they hyping him up to trade him? Initially, it's like, well, how do you fake a bad practice? You know, uh, when he's when he's balling out early. But now it's like, okay, he's running with a third team still. He's still below a lot of guys, so. You, the proof is in the pudding. Like, listen, you can say what you, whatever you want, but if he's not getting first team reps, he's not, and, and he's running out there with Mike White and and a bunch of backups all the time. It kind of says what they really, I guess, truly think about him. But listen, like, it, best case scenario for the Jets is he he ball, he plays really well, and he's like that backup. Obviously, the best case, the best best case scenario is he balls out, and we think he was where he was when we we're drafting him. But for this year, being realistic, it's like he could be that true like backup to to Corey Davis because they don't have another guy like Corey Davis on the roster because obviously you have a bunch of guys who are a little bit more, you know, uh, slim and, 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 smaller. So if he could be like that, uh, that backup to Davis and like a red zone threat, great. Um, but at this point, like with their, with their praise of him, I, I think they may be looking to trade him. I, I don't know. It almost seemed like a little bit too much from Sala with praising him. Um, but maybe he's actually just deserving of it. It's, it's sometimes it's a little bit hard to read through the lines. Uh, and then, With Mims, I I I found it interesting that, uh, and I don't know if you picked up on this too, but like when he was doing that interview, he he mentioned I believe his off season how he approached the off season Mm -hmm. uh, differently from other off seasons, and then he mentioned fast food too, like hey, like I didn't eat fast food this year or, or I haven't been eating that stuff, so like it almost leads me to believe like maybe last year and that was part of the problem was like okay he 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 they didn't. He didn't approach the like they like, like they liked. Uh, he clearly was eating some type of fast food last year where he didn't like the result that it it, uh, it had on his body, so he changed that. It's so like, good you're changing it, but was that like a little insight into what was happening last year? Like, he wasn't taking care of his body as well, if he, as, well as he should have been off the field, and the Jets staff wasn't uh, thrilled about that. Like, did that kind of start the snowball effect that happened to him last year? I don't, obviously, I'm reaching a little bit um with that but that's kind of what what kind of like went into my head a little bit but uh yeah it's good to hear that he's doing well it's good to, to, to see that he was even with just how he's answering questions like he was he's like definitely giving off some more confidence which is great because listen like the guy balled out at baylor he balled out his you know relative he, he balled out his first year uh when an actual quarterback was throwing him the ball, Joe Flacco, not Sam Darnold. So uh, if he could build upon that, we're, we're set. Because last year, like, we were all so confident about the receiving core, and Mims was a big big part of that. But now, Scott, like, if we could sign the dotted line for, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, like, 25 catches for 250 yards, 300 yards, like, three touchdowns, we, we, we would do that. So, or at least I would do that. Um, so here he's doing well, and, and his mentality has changed, is great. I just found it interesting with the fast food comment and the off-season approach approach. Uh, uh, comments were definitely interesting and again maybe gave some insight to why he uh, didn't have the offseason he wanted to last year you know maybe it was actually a little bit of a part of him as well
4: Joe Blewett the host of Blewett's Blitz over at JetsXFactor.com thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number eight of New York Jets training camp with me really appreciate it make sure that you head over to com. subscribe you get a good deal if you subscribe for the entire year And it includes fantastic content, including especially Joe's lengthy film breakdowns. Sometimes they're as long as three, three and a half hours. He breaks down everything, leaves nothing to the imagination. So if you're a true film junkie, you want to make sure that you subscribe. Follow Joe on Twitter as well, at JoeRB31 visit our website play and subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash play like a jet the thunder from down under luke grant has got some fantastic all 22 breakdowns up there right now so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already visit our store tpublic.com that's tee we've got the john franklin Myers quinn and williams bless you thank you shirt the zach says go long shirt the zach the ripper shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's t-e-e